We've been going several weeks now on the authority of the believer. And we took last week because you can't understand the authority of the believer in just your mind. You have to get revelation knowledge of this to walk it out. We have been given, as we've gone through this series, we've talked about how that literally God created man to have dominion, sovereign authority in this earth. And then Adam and Eve, they gave up that authority as they violated God's word and ate of that tree. And then we see now Satan as the God of this world. Fast forward during the temptation of Jesus. He's even saying, listen, this authority, this, all of this was delivered to me. If you'll fall down and worship me, all the glory of all these nations, I'll give it to you. You just worship me. And, and then you see that that was a temptation. So obviously Satan had authority in the earth. That was, he said the authority was transferred to him. We know in the garden. But then in Matthew 28, we see Jesus coming out of the tomb and standing and going, listen guys, now all authority on earth and in heaven has been given to me. And then he, we as the body of Christ, he sent us out. You're his mouth, you're his hands, right? We have authority in this earth. As never before in this nation, you know there's an attack on this nation, right? You know that, don't you? And it, the attack on this nation is an attack against the church. Oh, it'll, it'll look at, at outwardly like things, different things are being attacked, but Satan wants to stop the gospel. And it's time for believers to, first of all, know that they have authority and then to know how to operate in it. Because Satan can't have our kids. He can't have our nation, Right? Amen. Righteousness will reign in this country. The whole world is praying for us right now. So you must know your authority so that you can do this. And this is why we're taking some time so that you can walk out God's plan for your life. There's a specific plan that God has for you. There is a path that has been designed and laid out for you. And it's a good path. And here's the game you got to stay on the path. As you stay on the path, it grows brighter and brighter. Satan will do everything to mess with your thought life, to come in and create circumstances and use people to try to get you to get off the path. Because he wants you as a believer to walk in darkness so that you never know who you are and never yield all your fruit in your season. So we're talking about how to stay on the path. And we talked about some things last week. I just want to read a couple scriptures that we went through about the path. In Proverbs chapter 4, in verse 18, it says, But the path of the just, or you could say it this way, with that Hebrew word, the path of the righteous is as a shining light. I love that. That shineth more and more. In other words, your path increases. You're never to decrease. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That word want in the Hebrew language means I shall not lack. I shall not diminish. And I shall not decrease. So if there's any lack diminishing or decreasing in your life, you are to stand up in the authority in the name of Jesus and get it out of your life. 
right? That's how it works. Old Testament progression, if you do this, then God says, I can come in and bless you and do this. New Testament believer, it's a flip. Now, I'm no longer, if I have sickness in my body, I'm no longer the sick, I'm not, I'm not the sick trying to get healed. No, 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 I am already the healed. I was healed 2,000 years ago, and this sickness and disease that's attacking my body has no legal right, so now I use the name of Jesus and I get it out of my body. I get poverty and lack out of my life, depression out of my life. Everything must bow to who you are in Christ. So the, their path, it says it shine, shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And I love this, this word perfect, talking about this day. It means to set up, to make firm, and to establish. What, that, what I'm saying here is as you walk through your path, you are to increase more and more. It's to get brighter and brighter. And it's literally, the more you walk, the more you are set up, the more you are fixed, the more you are established. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, in righteousness, you shall be established. That means fixed and immovable. Because we're so, because we're so good? No, 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 no. It's because we've been made righteous. And now we have authority. In Proverbs 12, 28, it talks about, talking about the path. Proverbs 12, 28, it says, in the way. That Hebrew word way means path. In the way or the path of the righteous is life. And in the pathway or in the journey on that path, in the course of life on that path, thereof there is no death. If there is anything in your life that is trying to steal, kill, or destroy, any death, you use your authority in the name of Jesus and get it out. You know, if you want to know more about that, come on Wednesday night, get online, and, and study those messages. We're talking about the importance of your words. God is very strong about he wants to impart and instill revelation knowledge of who you are. We're going to be talking, do, I mean, I already sense it. It's a huge study on righteousness. That's going to be coming up. A huge study on identity because you have to know who you are because all hell is not about to break loose. All hell has been breaking loose. And to that, we say, so what? Because it's below our feet. It's way underneath our feet. We are seated See, you're royalty. So in other words, to walk in, walk in your authority, you better have a revelation that you're royalty. The Bible doesn't say you're standing. We're not standing at the throne of God. No, no, we're seated with Christ and in Christ in heavenly places. Royalty sits. You have to know that. Yes, I'm God's servant as I minister to other people, but... Every time it talks about me and my relationship with him, it's all child. I am his offspring. I am his child. Jesus was made sin so that I could be made the very righteousness of Almighty God in Christ. And I've been given the name of Jesus. And this is why, as we talk about prayer, this is why it works. Because what we do, we don't pray from the earth to heaven. We pray 
heaven to this earth. So that's how you pray effectively. That's how revival comes. Man, I'll tell you, Satan hates Faith Family Church. And I'm so excited about that. Because if he, if he didn't hate it, we're doing something wrong. Psalm 1611, it says, Psalm 16, uh, chapter 16, verse 11, thou wilt show me the path of life. In other words, you can't figure out this path. He has to show it to you. New Testament scripture, what does the Holy Spirit do? When he, the spirit of truth has come, the mighty Holy Spirit, he will show you things to come. He'll show you your path. He'll lead you on your path. I love that. In in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Do you realize walking on your path, you are in the presence of God. You are at his right hand. You are there right now. You can't even understand the epistles if you don't understand positional truth versus temporal truth. Positionally, every one of you who know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, positionally, right now, you are seated in heavenly places in Christ, far above all that the enemy can bring against you. Why can you go to Iraq or China, some of these places, and not have any fear? Now, your mind might mess with you a little bit. But no, 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 doubt, not down on your heart. Why is that? Because you know what? The leader of China doesn't have authority in China. The church does. In the same way that our current administration or our governmental leaders, they don't have the authority. You're like, well, pastor, they could, they could make laws and do this and do that. That's why we pray. Because we pray with authority to change that. Right? So this is why it's so important. Psalm 65, 11, we went through this last week. Psalm 65, verse 11. It says, you crown the year with your goodness. 2021, my father is crowning this year for all of us. This word crown, as we said last week, it means not only to crown, but it means to surround and it means to abundantly bless this year with his goodness. And it says that his path, his path for you drip, that means overflow with fatness. Now I had somebody come up to me last week and said, now pastor, we're, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not saying it's his path as you walk down it, you'll gain weight. No, no, that's not what it's talking about. This Hebrew word means abundance. His path for you drips with his abundant blessings. That's financial. That's in every arena of your life. That's why everything financially in our lives is subject to be given because we can't run out. You can't run out. It's impossible. The only way that you could possibly run out as a Christian is if you choose to get off the path. Because if you're on the path, you can't, you can't run out. So let's look at another one this week. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. 
Look at this, for I know the thoughts. This word thoughts means plans and purposes in the Hebrew languages, in the Hebrew language. For I know the plans and the purposes that I think towards you, that I think towards you. That word toward, it literally means that I think over you. God's saying, I know the plans and the purposes that I think over you. Isn't that good? Saith the Lord, they are thoughts or they are plans and purposes of peace. Wow. Peace. That's the word shalom. That word, that means the plans and the purposes that God has for you is wholeness. Shalom means completeness. It means soundness. It means, it, it means a lot more than what you think peace is. It means health, prosperity, favor. I know these, pla- these thoughts, these plans and purposes, they are thoughts of completeness and wholeness and prosperity and health and goodness over your life. And their thoughts, their plans and their purposes, they're not of evil. God has no plan for you to be influenced and taken out by any evil. Jesus, even when he was on the earth, you'd think religion would get this right. Even before he went to heaven, he said, Father, I don't pray that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from evil and from the evil one. So as you go throughout your day, Father, I thank you that my children, my grandchildren, you keep them from evil, that you keep me from evil. God has no evil plots plots and plans for you. He doesn't allow certain things to teach you things. No, he's a blesser, right? I love this. And to give you an expected end. Man, that's an end of expectation. You know what that means? That's Psalm 23, or that's Psalm 91. With long life will I satisfy them and show them my salvation. I love that. The NET translation says it so well. It says this. For I know what I've planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. Wow. Now think about this. God spoke this to the children of Israel when they were in Babylonian captivity. Wow. He talked to them about his plan to prosper them when they saw no natural way that God could prosper them. So let's look at one more. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is about your plan. I'm sorry, I don't have any scripture. Or guess what? You know what? Your pastor's not sorry. Right? But I'm not going to apologize at the fact that I'm, I just don't have any scriptures that talk about your plan as being darkness, as God messing with you and decreasing you. That's not in the Bible. So if anybody, I don't care how many letters they have behind their name or how many followers they have on the internet, if they're talking about that nonsense, don't listen to it. That's why God created that channel switching button, right? Don't listen to that stuff. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. It says, but as it is written, 
Now he's quoting Isaiah 64, 4. I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart. Now this word is the, is the Greek word cardia. So it, it could be translated, it, 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 the definition, it's real, it's real interesting in the New Testament because many times, okay, it's like heart. So the word of faith person's like, okay, because I dissect everything. So is this talking about my spirit or is this talking about my mind? So I'll give you the answer to that today. You ready for it? It's deep. Yes. Right? Because you are a spirit and you possess a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. We study it. We separate it to study it, but it's, it's, it's together. So this word cardia, yes, it means center, but it also means feelings and emotions and your mind and your intellect. So it's not even entered your mind the wonderful things that God has prepared for those that love him. Isn't that amazing? It's not even entered the heart or the mind of man the things which God has prepared for them. This is talking about God's specific plan for your life. So many Christians, because this vertical relationship is not vibrant and overflowing and is not first, they're out there doing ministry or whatever else they're doing and they're operating, it's like they're trying to get the flow going through a little hole like this. Because everything here being in place means you're going to be a lot more effective here. And this is what this is talking about. I love this. God has a plan for your life. But look at it. It says here, what God has prepared for them that love him. It's all based on relationship. I know, pastor, I just need to love God more. No, no, that's not what it says. It says God has prepared this for you because of his great love for you. The foundation, foundational revelation of a believer is that God loves you. And that will never stop growing in you. It says here, we can't stop there. Right? If you stop there, you're like, okay, great. I got this great plan for, God has this great plan for my life. But I can't see it. I can't hear it. I, it's not even entered my mind. No, no, got to keep going. Most false, false doctrines are one verse away from having the answer. Right? Look at verse 10, but God hath, hath, past tense, revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So in other words, the Holy Spirit, he will lead you to get on the path if you're not on the path. He'll lead you to stay on the path. He'll lead you down the path so that your life grows brighter and brighter and you get more and more fully established and set in God's plan for your life. We saw that, you know, this, what this looks like is Psalm 1-3. You'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water. Your leaf will never wither. Everything will always be fresh, right? Everything's fresh, Right? You'll yield all your fruit in your season. 
See, so many people, because they're not willing to yield to the written word of God, God can never walk them into the revealed will of God, which is God's specific will for your life. If you're not walking, willing to walk in love, if you're just not willing to do some of the things that he says, put the word of God first place. If you've got to be first, congratulations, you will get to stand before Jesus one day, very shortly. And he'll look at you with all the love that he has for you. And he'll say, enter your peace. But you will not hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Because you will have missed his plan. And the bummer about that is living down here missing his plan, that's no fun. I've written some books on that, went to a couple of those concerts. Not fun. Even bought the t-shirt, you know. Burn the t-shirt, right? As Pastor Mark would say, get out of the sandbox. It's not worth it. God has a plan. So this, let's keep going with this. We teach. The reason why I'm teaching this is to prepare you for the enemy's deception so that when he comes, it won't move you. Do you know how many believers right now are more concerned about their career and what they're doing at school or whatever it is, their life, and they're not even, they're not even focused on God has a plan? And they're walking completely blind. Yeah, but pastor, I know some of these people, man. They're, they're making great money, so they're blind. And all roads lead to death with the enemy. We are not, we've not been made to walk in darkness. God wants you to walk in light. And he'll help you every step of the way. We teach this to help those that have gotten off the path to get back on the path. Because sometimes if you're off the path, you feel like you're a million miles away. But I'm telling you, when you simply turn to Christ, you'll find you're right back on the on-ramp. Just like that. He'll start moving you, and things will start getting brighter right away. I love that. We teach on this to equip you to stay on the path. You know, one of the, one of the things I love about the office that I stand in as a pastor is it's, it's God has gifted me and the Holy Spirit will use the gifts inside of me to teach and to minister knowledge of the word of God and understanding of the word of God and knowledge and understanding of the word of God will equip you to go walk out the revealed will for your life. That's how it works. That's why it's so important that we do it God's way. In Colossians, turn over here. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. Is this helping you a little bit today? Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. I love this verse. This is one of the prayers of supplication of Paul. But look at what he prayed for people. He said, for this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you. And to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I love this. If you break these Greek words down, the literal translation of this would be, For this cause also since, we also since the day we heard it, continually pray for you fervently from our heart. And to desire that you might be filled with, to the fullness 
with the revelation knowledge of his will in all wisdom, which is the comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and spiritual understanding, which will give you spiritual discernment of a spiritual thing. We have to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Spiritual understanding only comes that way. We have to have that to walk in our authority. This is huge. And we know that Paul praying this for people, just because you're saved, that doesn't mean you have it. Obviously, you can be saved and not know these things. Right? It's one thing for someone to get in the will of God. That's awesome. But it's more important that you stay in the will of God. It's amazing how Christians will learn a little bit about the Bible. And all of a sudden, man, their chest is coming out. And I understand the principles of faith. You know, and, and you know, I, I need, but now I need more, Pastor. I need to go into the deeper things of God. Right? The deeper things. And you look at them, and they look like a little baby sitting in a diaper with a pacifier in their mouth. Do you know mature believers don't sit there and whine and cry and go, feed me, feed me, feed me. You know who does that? Babies. Right? Do you know mature believers, every time they open the word of God, man, they're just like, okay, Lord, this is your word. This is, this is so important that we get this, guys. Peace and satisfaction are the result of being in the will of God. So I love this. So he prays verse 9 here, right? So let's read it again. For this cause we also, since the day we heard, since the day we heard it, we learned from earlier in the chapter, Paul had heard that these people were walking by faith and were walking in love. Since we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Verse 10. That, or in order that, you might, notice it says you might. See, the choice is always going to be yours. You have to choose to walk in this or not. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. And this is a big one. Walk, the word walk means a steady, one step at a time, forward motion. We learn from other passages of scripture, when I put the word of God first and I meditate in it day and night, God reveals something about himself and then I progress. And I'm meditating and he reveals something else about himself and I progress. I walk worthy of him this word worthy is awesome worthy of the lord and to all pleasing that means i'm walking in revelation knowledge of him and every time i'm taking a step this desire is just exploding out of my heart to please him in every area that's when you know you're walking worthy of the lord because he's your everything i love that I love that. It says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. How, what, what does that look like? Being fruitful in every good work. 
and increasing in the knowledge of God. Do you know what a good work is? It is a work that God has specifically called you to do. It's talking about the very specific will of God for your life. As you gain wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, as you are filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, it will literally, the word of God will be a lamp to your feet. It'll show you where you are and it will lead you. It'll light your path. It'll show you what to do. For these two, it's called them to reach, unclo- or to reach closed nations. It's a passion. It burns within them. Right? For you, it might be something else. I'm telling you, how is God going to change our nation? How is God going to raise up more churches? How is God going to change everything? He's going to raise people up that will go into these areas of influence with the favor of God, with the anointing of God, with the word of God, with spiritual wisdom, and take authority so that these areas stay in check or change. But that all comes back to you've got to gain knowledge of the word. That's so very important. To walk in your authority, it starts right here. This is amazing. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing, once again he says, and increasing in the knowledge of God. This word increasing in the knowledge, that word knowledge means coming to full discernment of the truth because you're personally involved. In other words, you're a doer of the word. Coming to church just wanting to hear the word, that's not going to be enough. Because when you really hear it, it will start stirring you. And your flesh won't like some of those changes. But your spirit will love them. I love this. So literally, verse 10 would read like this. In order that you might choose to walk forward. Isn't that crazy? Pastor, I would never choose not to walk forward. Do you know how many believers are choosing not to walk forward? You know why? Because they're living after their flesh. Do you know why? Because they're their own God. Oh God, like me. Man, God, I just know I'm called to be a pastor. Four miles from the beach in Southern California. So, so thank you for that. Oh, I just thank you for that. And God's up there going, you know, Jesus, did you ever talk to him about because I didn't. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, they're like, yeah, no. Right? So God the Father and God the Son are like, you got to get it over to them. They're talking to the Holy Spirit. You got to get it over to them. Right? Because I was, I was walking on every other path except the path I was supposed to be on. I'm so glad I got back on the path. Never going to get off the path again. And the path is growing brighter and brighter. It's wonderful. Wonderful. In order that you might choose to walk forward one step at a time, worthy of the Lord, desiring to please him in every area of life by being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the revelation knowledge of who God is. Isn't that amazing? What turns God on is when you get to know him. When you get to know him, that turns you on, which turns him on. Then it turns you on. It's an upward spiral. Proverbs chapter 4, turn over here. I want want you to see this progression that leads up to verse 18 that we read. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 11. You guys doing okay? Man, what a great day, isn't it? Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4, 
verse 11 says this. Now, now the Bible is God talking to you. So when you read this, treat this like your heavenly father, your Lord, the mighty Holy Spirit is sitting at a table with you and saying this to you. I have taught you in the way of wisdom and I have led you in right paths. He's talking about your path. He, he won't lead you in a wrong path. Yeah, but why did this happen to me? Well, it could have happened to you because you got off your path. It could have also happened to you because the enemy's out there to steal, kill, and destroy, and he just comes illegally. But I'm telling you, you stay on your path and learn your authority, and he's not stealing from you anymore. Because God's path for you is only good. This passage tells us that God leads us in these right paths. Look at what it says now. When you go, which means, this Hebrew word means, when you walk, your steps, it says here in the King James, will not be straightened. That's a little vague. This Hebrew word means, when you walk, your steps will not be hindered and will not bring you into distress. Good paths, when you walk, you're not going to be hindered. I love that. That's a great scripture. Right? Your steps will not be straightened, and when you run, you shall not stumble. So in other words, being hindered, being in distress and stumbling is not part of God's plan for your life. Satan has no authority or no power to stop you or force you off your path against your will. He cannot do it. He doesn't have that kind of power. He's defeated. He is the lesser one. You are the one who has the greater one on the inside of you. Right? The devil, what he has to do to get you off your path is he has to lure you, tempt you, and deceive you. And how does he do that? We know how he does it, right? He throws thoughts, blow after blow after blow, to try to penetrate your mind, to try to lure you off. Now let's look at verse 13. It says here, take fast hold of instruction. So now God is talking to you and I. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. In other words, don't ever stop being teachable. Don't ever sit there. See, the minute you say, oh, I know that. Pastor, come on. Are you going to talk about this again? You don't know. You're not teachable. Right? We ought to remain teachable. Man, when I went to Rama, three words. Humble, faithful, teachable. Amen. Your flesh goes, ouch, 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 right? But it'll bring great blessing in your life. I love that. Take hold, take fast hold of instruction. Let, let her not go. Keep her 
for she is thy life. Now look at another thing you have to do. Enter not in the path into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. For God to say the same thing four different ways in one verse, this is major. Do you know the number one reason why people are not walking by faith? Because they're walking by sight. Do you know the number one reason why people are not on their path is because they're walking with people that are not on their path. They're going places that they shouldn't go. They're walking and standing and sitting in places they shouldn't be. This is huge. Remember Psalm 1-1, right? Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That's the advice and plan of the ungodly. Nor stands in the way. This means in the, I'm standing in the course of life or in the conversation of sinners. Do you know that there are believers that live ungodly lives? So I'm not talking about just unbelievers here. Do you know there are believers that have habitual lifestyles? At least, well, I guess we'll find out if they're believers that have habitual lifestyles of sinning. That means what this word says, they're not doing it. They're missing the mark. you got to be careful not to stand around people like that. Or sit in the seat of the scornful. Now, in case those first two categories did not get everyone, this one encompasses so much. Because the scornful is somebody who teaches others about others. So if anybody comes up to you and starts telling you what Pastor Dave needs to be doing or Miss Leanne, as the head of the women's ministry, what she needs to be doing, that's scornful. Oh, but, well, but wait, but they're good people. Yeah, they're good people that are scornful. And if you listen to that nonsense, it is impossible for you to be blessed. I didn't say that. What are we talking about? We're talking about staying on the path. Right now, God is laying it out. He's saying, you better be teachable. Right? Well, I don't feel like going to church today. Okay. What do you do with Hebrews 10.25? Don't forsake the assembling of, e of ourselves together. Right? Well, life and death is in the power of your tongue. Well, yeah, but I just say this stuff. I don't really mean it. Doesn't matter. If you say it, guess what? It opens up the door to the enemy to do it. Yeah, yeah, listen, I, I got this, but, you know, this person really hurt me, and I'm not walking in forgiveness towards them. Okay, you're, you're violating. See, and it'll just bring death. You can't, you, it'll lure you off your path, and you'll get real blind, and we're going to see when we get into this and have the time that real blind comes from a lot of times you will actually think that you're the spiritual one because you'll be in pride and pride blinds you and ultimately will bring destruction. So we got to guard against these things. Now, this is not a Brussels sprout meal. This is a shouting meal. Amen. Man, we're teaching you how to stay on your path, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and give yourself a break. Listen, 
your spirit man doesn't want to do any of that stuff. It's your flesh. So you got to keep that thing on the altar. And it's always trying to climb off the altar. I'm in the word all the time. My flesh still tries to climb off the altar. Right? Sometimes it gets off and I got to throw it back on. And then go ask forgiveness. You know, or whatever. But man, we adjust and repair as we walk with the Lord. I love this. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn not from it. Don't pass even in the area. Listen, if you're an alcoholic, you should not be walking down the aisle in the grocery store that has alcohol. You don't want to go home passing by your favorite liquor store or favorite bar. You don't want to hang out with your, the buddies that you used to drink with. Now, someday they might become your fruit, but you got to get strong. Right? If you had trouble going to strip clubs, you don't want to go around strip clubs. And there's a big strip club. Here, I'll show you. Here's the biggest one in the world. Right here. You could do it in secret, but guess what? I got to tell you, it's not in secret. It's, it's literally, yes, it's exposed before God. He sees it. Does he get down on you? No. He loves you. He wants you to leave that. Does he think any less of you? No. But here's the real problem is Satan sees it. And it opens a door wide for him. And he'll take you off your path if you give in to these things. We got to avoid all of them. And how do we do that? Do we do it by trying to avoid all of them? Nope. We do it by being led by the Spirit of God. We do it literally by keeping our eyes on Jesus and literally putting his word first. Don't try to talk right. Don't try to act right. No, 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 no. Behavior flows out of the the revelation knowledge in your heart that you've been made righteous. It doesn't come by trying to overcome it. You're not strong enough to change in yourself. Give yourself a break. Right? Isn't that good news? See, I am who I am today by the grace of God. I'm not bound today because of the grace of God. I didn't have to figure all this stuff out. Are you kidding me? I'd be a mess if I had to figure all this out. I don't have to figure anything out. I just have to keep my eyes on him. And what's so cool is as I walk with him, he is so incredibly irresistible that everything else melts away. This is huge. Proverbs 14, 12 says this. There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are ways of death. Fear, unbelief, unthankfulness. What these things do is they make people dull. And when you're dull, then you will think you're going in the right way when you're going in the wrong way. I said this last week. This is the big mathematical equation. Too much flesh plus not enough word equals dull. Right? It dulls you. And you are to be sharp, spiritually sensitive, so that you are following the leading of the Holy Spirit and he leads you into life. See, the Bible, if you look in the Word of God, when it talks about erring, or being in error, every time it talks about this, when it talks about this, what it's talking about is going astray, which is getting off your path. 
Anytime somebody gets an error biblically, they are going astray from the word of God and getting off their path. If you believe you're a lowly worm that, you know, that you're just, your life is a divine experiment and sometimes God says yes and sometimes God says no and if he wants you blessed, he'll just bless you and if you're not blessed, that means he doesn't want you blessed. That's dull and it's, you're off your path and you don't even know it, right? We gotta stay away from that. That big question, okay, I heard what you just said but where is that in the Bible, Right? I'm always thinking that every in my life, every moment of every day. This is huge. Many are off their path. Many are in darkness and they're confused. If you choose to turn off your path, you instantly go from light into darkness. And there's confusion there, right? You go from the blessing of God into the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying in your life. The good news is, if that's where you are, you could turn. You could make a decision in this service right now and get back on the path. You don't have to figure it out. The Holy Spirit will show you. People get in the wrong place and they suffer loss. So always remember, I think I said this before, but that God's protection is really tied to his direction. Right? There's certain neighborhoods you just are not going to go in. He didn't lead you to go there. I mean, I would probably die in China or Iraq or North Korea if I just said, well, you know what? Man, I'm Pastor Tony and I'm just going to go. That's like Star Trek Christianity, man. Boldly going where nobody has gone before. And guess what? The Holy Spirit wouldn't go, okay, well, you know what? Okay, we're just going to change his plan to protect him. No, he can't do that because I have a will, right? Even for you guys, you got to, I mean, when you left Hong Kong to move in, that was, that, you had to, that's not, you didn't roll the dice, you know, and just go, well, should we? This will be fun, right? No, we got to make sure. And, and don't think that the stakes are higher for these guys than they are for you. It's all the same. All the same. Man, we are going to stand before our king very shortly. And all that's going to matter to you is what you did on your path. All the other stuff won't even be talked about. Right? Proverbs chapter 4. Are you still in chapter 4? You're in chapter 14, but jump back to chapter 4 because we're going through this. So we, we've really jumped through this. We, we stopped at chapter 4, verse 11, right? I've taught thee in the paths of wisdom. I've led thee in right paths. Now look at this. Let's jump to verse 13. Oh, we already went through 13 to 15. There we go. Jump up to verse 18. We'll skip the other verses for time. Verse 18, it leads up to what we started the service with. But the path of the righteous, or of the just, is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. Verse 19, the way of the wicked is as darkness, and they know not at what they stumble. So then how do we stay on the path? Do you see what's leading up? Now we're at chapter 4, verse 20. Boy, have we read that one a lot. 
See, this is talking about how to stay on your path. The whole context of chapter 4 is how to stay on the path. And now between chapter 4, verse 20 to verse 22, it's going to give us the prescription on how to take the word of God. And it says, my son, attend to my words. Put my words first place. Incline your ear to my sayings. Give my word your undivided attention. Right? Listen to, recognize the reality of the truth of God's word and take action based on that. Verse 21. Let them, talking about God's words, not depart from your eyes. So we always see things through the word of God. That he is who he says he is. That we are who he says we are. That we have been given what he says we have been given. That he will do what he says he will do. I keep that ever before my eyes. Keep them, my words, in the midst of thine heart. Why? Because my words are life unto those that find them. In other words, this word find means I'm attaining them because I'm seeking after. I'm in motion and I'm attaining them because I'm in motion. I'm not standing doing nothing. Well, if you don't know what to do, what should you do? Be thankful. Speak the word of God. Meditate in the word day and night, and I'm telling you what will happen is you'll start gaining revelation of the word of God. You're actually moving when you're doing that. Worship is moving. Prayer is moving. It's all a dialogue. It's not a monologue, right? So this is how we do. We're arriving at the word of life. It says, in health, I love this word health. It's a masculine noun. It indicates health, healing, and a remedy, It refers to the restoration, the cure, and the renewal of an illness. Wow. You mean as I meditate in the word of God, as revelation comes, it brings and releases healing power into my physical body? Yes. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you. Now, we lay hands on people as the Lord leads us to, and it's wonderful. Got a report this week of what happened the last time we laid hands on people. Got a couple reports. It's wonderful. But I'm telling you, when you walk in revelation knowledge, this is Romans 8.11, where it says literally the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, with that same power, the Holy Spirit will quicken my mortal body by his spirit that dwells in me. That, That word quicken means he will restore my body to health. He will heal my body. He will make my body whole. So what do I do? I walk speaking that, right? Life to health to all their flesh. So in other words, life, according to God's word, is when we incline our ears and eyes to his word and put his word in our heart. That's life. But didn't it say that in John 17, 3? Eternal life is knowing the one true God. And Jesus whom he sent. So let's keep going. Verse 23. I got two minutes. It says keep. This Hebrew word, it's a verb. It means to watch over, observe, preserve. It means to hide. 
This word keep refers to people maintaining things that are entrusted to them. Do you know when I look at this Bible, I think that God has entrusted this to me. So I watch over it. I guard it. I make sure it's always in my heart and always coming out of my mouth. He entrusted it to me. I keep it. This is not a flippant thing to me. This is not optional. This is number one. There's nothing else that's number one. See, who's the big option giver? You know, we're Americans, so we think we have options. But who the big option giver is, is Satan. But I don't have an option. I'm to walk in love. I'm commanded to do that. To love like he loves. I'm commanded to walk by faith, by his faith that comes from hearing his word. I'm commanded to being led by his spirit. I'm commanded to be strong in him. Right? I mean, all these things, I'm telling you, it simplifies your life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of your heart flow the issues or the boundaries of your life. Put away. How do you guard your heart? Put away from thee a froward mouth. This means a perverse and deceitful mouth. This, now this, before you start to say perverse and deceitful, this Hebrew word, it gives you a picture of a person that is speaking without integrity. That's idle words. Oh, Chris, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll pray for you, man. I'll really, I'll just really pray for you. And then I leave and I don't think of Chris. I just spoke to her without integrity. Right? Oh, love you. Have you ever had that? Oh, love you. Whatever. Right? We got to be careful. We're not people that speak without integrity. Right? This is huge. It's a mouth that speaks deception and immorality. A mouth that speaks deception. Here's one. I'm not healed. Look, I've got the MRI. Deception. Because God says you were healed. I can't do this. This is not working out. Nope, deception. God always causes you to triumph. Always gives you the victory. Right? Well, I just, there's just no way. Deception, because God says he makes a way where there is no way. Right? We got to watch these things. It says here, and perverse lips put far from thee. Perverse lips, lips that say you're sick when God says you're healed. Lips that say you're in lack when God says you're prosperous. Verse 25, let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder. Now this is a big one. This word means to prepare, make, to weigh out, level, guard, and watch carefully the path of your feet. It means that I just don't walk. Well, we're just going, we'll just figure it out later. No, no, when we're walking with the Lord, it's he reveals himself and then we progress. He reveals himself and then we progress. And we walk in a constant revelation of him. And when I walk, I won't be hindered. I mean, think about that. Satan's coming at you, but your eyes are just on Jesus. You're just stepping over demons. Your eyes aren't even on them. I'm going to kill you with sickness. Father, I thank you. I'm healed. 
I don't even talk to him. Don't you love that about Jesus? Right? Guy comes and says, hey, man, my son, this, you know, he constantly is thrown in the fire, tries this, this, this thing that's in him, tries to drown him. And then Jesus, I mean, right when Jesus comes up, this, this demon starts manifesting in this son. Jesus doesn't even acknowledge it. Because why? Because Satan's a non-issue. Syrophoenician woman, yeah, okay, you're a dog, but you're, man, that's awesome. Even dogs get crumbs. Yep, you got crumbs, your, your daughter's healed. Cast the demon out of her, she wasn't even there. That's how much authority that you and I have. If we'll just simply believe it. How do we believe it? We ponder, we guard, we meditate in the word. It says, ponder the path of your feet and let or allow all your ways to be established. Do you realize as you walk on your path, it establishes you, but you just got to let it happen. You don't have to make it happen. You let it happen. I hope you leave here today and know literally that God will see you through. He will lead you and guide you. Your part is to simply just be willing and obedient. And I believe I've got a lot of willing and obedient people sitting here today, watching online. It says here, turn not to the right hand or to the left hand. What is that talking about? It's talking about the right and left hand of wisdom. Don't seek the riches and honor. Don't seek the long, healthy life. You seek him and all these things are added to you. And look again, once again, it says, remove your foot from evil. Wow. Guys, we're going to get into this more next week. There are some things that we've got to get to. But man, the whole word of God, all throughout the Old Testament, all through the New Testament, all through the epistles, it tells you how to stay on your path. The reason why we're not seeing the power operating in the church, the reason why we're not seeing some of the things happening is because so many of us just need to get back on the path. The Bible says, awaken the righteousness and sin not. Amen?